Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome into this snowy Monday edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home, proudly serving our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini. Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here. As I mentioned, snowy Monday, and uh, no NFL Network now. Couldn't get that pulled down due to the weather. Uh, so we're coming on two minutes early. We get two extra minutes to get today, guys. Are you happy? What are we going to do with it? I don't know. That's are we going to just count time. it out, like 120, you know? <laughs> I feel like we'd already be too late to start doing that, Colin. That's true. Now it's probably like 100. Yeah. Yeah. It's Martin uh, Luther King Jr. Day as well. Yeah, well, welcome into the show today. Happy MLK Day. NBA game starting in like 25 minutes. Yeah, well, the one we'll have on the air today, 2 p.m., 145 pregame show as the Wizards host the... Who do they play? I think it's the Hornets, actually. I was say, I have no idea. I think but, that's who I saw. You know. But, you know. The Wizards what? always... Uh, it's always cool when they play on MLK, I feel like. Because they play at 2 p.m., not 7 p.m. They are playing the Dang, 76ers. Yeah, yeah, yeah that should be a good game. Should be a good game. Uh, but we had a good game on Friday night. We'll talk a little bit about that now and then get more into it here in about eight minutes, nine minutes, when we are joined by head coach of the Musselman Appleman Boys Basketball Team, Co- head coach Derek Basil. will be on the phone with us. They got a huge win on Friday night. We got to call it an all-time classic here on TV10. Yeah, I was a little surprised uh, just how well Musselman played in that game, especially, I think, throughout the game because it seemed like the Applemen were struggling in a few key areas heading into that game. and It seemed like Martinsburg had cleaned up a lot of their issues in that game against Washington. I felt like uh, heading into that game, Musselman really didn't have a great half-court offense. Uh, they had had issues with turnovers, so... You know, give credit to the Applemen, though. They played a really strong game, and Connor Lawn was great for them on both sides, uh, down low in the paint and uh, playing good defense, playing good offense. So I think he was huge in that game. Uh, Jordan Holmes, you know, he didn't have any points at halftime, and, and Musselman had a three-point lead, I believe. So uh, I don't think you would have thought that heading into the game, and he started to get it going in that fourth quarter. Um, Gordon comes off the bench, plays great for them as well. So... It was a really good win for the Applemen. I think it was a uh, great way for them to to come back and, and finish the week strong going 2-1 on the week. And uh, after not playing well against Durando on Monday, playing well against Preston and then finishing strong with a big win over Martinsburg, that's a pretty good week for Musselman. So uh, really, really good game and a good win for the Applemen. Yeah, and it was a – toss-up game that if a couple things went differently it could have been the Bulldogs ending with the win instead of Musselman and that's what you love when you see rivalry matchups like Martinsburg Musselman you never know what's going to happen each time those two teams face it's always a close game it's been like that for a long time now and it makes it an entertaining match each night credit to Musselman they were on the winning side this year and I look forward to hopefully getting to see these two teams play uh, twice. 
yeah. in the future now instead of just once. Yeah, there, there should be uh, definitely the next time they meet up. I think there'll be even more heading into it. Obviously, it'll be later in the season, and uh, you know we'll be at Martinsburg as well, so that'll add something to it. But uh, overall, you know, a great game, great atmosphere, and a good win for Musselman. And that wasn't the only great game going on here in the Eastern Panhandle. Uh, Spring Mills, the young Spring Mills team. Now, we saw at the beginning of last week, uh, or, well, I guess a week when they were at Musselman, we saw them. They were without Keyshawn Cheek in that game, but they were with Keyshawn. Keyshawn Cheek was playing on Friday night, and they got a 48-46 to win over Hedgesville. Keyshawn Cheek had 15 points, five assists, four rebounds, and uh, one steal. 15 points for Austin Davis as well. Uh, Caleb Thomas with 12 points. Uh, so they're just they're coming out of nowhere, really. I think too, now Hedgesville's lost two straight. Yeah, and that's that's a win that certainly puts Spring Mills now in the conversation of coming out of this region and being you know a legitimate contender. Uh, obviously, we'll have to see how they do when they face off with Jefferson. But I mean, this is a really good Spring Mills team. I think if they have Keyshawn Sheik, that makes it a completely different game against Musselman, and maybe it goes Spring Mills' way, but. You know, the EPAC is so competitive that you can't count any team out on any given night. Uh, obviously, Hedgesville was a team now that was undefeated, and these back-to-back losses hurt them a little bit, but head coach Kelly Church will have that team ready to go as the season goes on. So uh, that's a huge win for Spring Mills. It established them now as a legitimate contender in the EPAC. I think we thought they had the potential to be that, but I thought it would still – you know, probably be next year where we really start to talk about them. But now it looks like even this year they might be ready for the challenge because that's a big win uh, on the road at Hedgesville for Spring Mills. Yeah, it just proves the uh, point that we are making last week that that section of Martinsburg, Hedgesville, Spring Mills is as wide open as it gets on who's going to be the sectional champion to get home court advantage come that regional championship time to get to the state tournament. And that win proves it. Congratulations to Spring Mills. It was a rough week for uh, Hedgesville. They were ranked number one in the state, I believe, with the 7-0 record. And now you get back-to-back losses. But they were against Jefferson and Spring Mills, who are also top 10 teams in the state. So all you got to do is regroup. I think this Hedgesville Eagles team will be fine. But you still got to refocus. Can't get down on yourself because your team is still one of the best, if not the best, in the state. Yeah, and definitely, uh, you just—it's kind of crazy that they just had two back-to-back losses, and uh, you never know how that could change the course of a season. But as you, as Nick mentioned, uh, head coach Killer Church is definitely going to get them back to winning ways. Uh, Hedgesville. Uh, so today, all games have been postponed, uh, obviously due to the weather in the area. Hedgesville girls was supposed to be at Hampshire, and then uh, Musselman was supposed to be hosting Broadford and Christian Academy so obviously those games will not happen uh, but we'll be on the phone with head coach of the Musselman Appleman boys basketball team here in a couple minutes but uh, let's talk about the other game in the Eastern Panhandle on Friday night let me get the score out real fast uh, 88 Jefferson got a win over Washington 88 to 49 moved to 7 and oh, Cam Johnson had 17 points Jamari Jenkins 14 points Jaden Gladney with 13, and David Haynes with 11 points. So you get put four guys in double figures. For some reason, I thought it was 88-48, but still, it was a 
blowout win for Jefferson and kind of what you expected. Unfortunately, uh, for Washington, it seems like it's a rebuilding year for them. They still have plenty of talent. I mean, we saw them last week against Martinsburg get in the lead early, and they just couldn't keep the offense going. Yeah, they've had back-to-back 88 spots put on them. That's true. I think, too, for Washington, they're just not quite there yet as a team. They're a young team. And when you're playing in a tough conference like the EPAC, and every night you know, you're facing the Jeffersons, the Martinsburgs, Musclemans, you know, all these really good teams, Spring Mills, it's going to make you better. So Washington down the line might be able to compete with some of these teams. But I don't know if Longerbeam was in that game against Jefferson or not. Uh, but obviously he's one of their better players, so they didn't have him against Martinsburg. Uh, they're a young team overall, so they'll they'll continue to grow. I think the difference, though, the difference is Spring Mills is a young team, but their freshmen are like on a different level. Like yeah, Keyshawn Cheek, I believe, like coach told us he was working out with the team since like sixth grade or something. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. So that, yeah. something crazy like that. So I mean, he's like a different level player than anybody on Washington as a freshman is, or some of their younger guys are. So. You know, as they grow and they develop, I think they'll be a better team next year. But this year, they're just going to have to go through the growing pains of being a young team. And it's tough in a league like the EPAC. Yeah, it definitely is tough, especially in a league like the EPAC. And uh, we'll see how things shake out there. And they'll make sectionals. So, you know, they'll probably be facing – it's kind of hard to tell because they'll face Musselman or Jefferson, right? Yeah, since those are the only other two teams in the section. (laughs) It'll be hard to tell who they'd face first, depending on how everything shapes out in the EPAC. But this segment sponsored in part by Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. When we come back on the other side of this break, we'll be joined by head coach for the Musselman Appleman, head coach Derek Basile. That's next on the Sports Mix. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Before the invitations and the dress, the flowers, cake, candles, or vows, there is an answer to a question proposed with a ring. 
Bechtel Jewelers knows that an important part of your wedding happens before the I do's. We're a diamond store with an engagement and bridal jewelry selection that's both exciting and accessible. On the big day, there's everything else and there's the ring. Make sure you get this one right at Bechtel Jewelers in Inwood. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. No good. by Musselman. Kletner clears it, and the Appleman beat the Bulldogs in an absolute classic 54-53 here at Klein Court. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Punick versus Lee Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us. And Nick there with the final call as Musselman gets the win on Friday night in an absolute classic. We're now joined by the head coach of the Musselman Appleman boys basketball team, head coach Derek Priscilla. How you doing today, coach? Hey, guys. How you doing? Thanks for having me on. We're doing great. Uh, you guys got that last-second victory and uh, came down to some free throws at the end. Uh, kind of in the beginning of the game, you guys weren't very consistent free throw shooting but at the end it all when it all mattered you guys got the ones that mattered well yeah we did i yeah it's probably an understatement we were pretty bad the first three quarters from the foul line um but you know uh jordan made a couple big ones down the stretch um that, that helped us you know uh, seal that win but uh we certainly didn't do ourselves any favors uh the, the first part of that game with our free throw shooting but uh like i said we, we've made some clutch ones there in the fourth quarter which is very important Coach, overall, last week your team finishes 2-1 and one and, and you get that win over Martinsburg in a rivalry game at home. Uh, how do you think that week uh, maybe gives you some momentum heading into the rest of the season? Well, I told my assistant coach, I said, it's funny, this is coaching for you. You know, Monday I don't think we could have could have been any lower and, and Friday I don't think we could have been any any more static. Um, yeah, it was it was a, it was a, it was an interesting week. I think it was uh, I think Monday was a wake up call to, to you know let our kids know you you have to come out ready to play. And we got down uh, pretty big in that game and were able to fight back and take a late lead, only to lose it at the um, sort of it, actually the Monday's game was was almost the exact a replay of Friday's. You know they uh, Shrando caught the ball and, and made a shot from the free throw line with four seconds left to beat us and. Martinsburg had a shot at the free throw line and missed it, so we were able to secure that win. So it was uh, it was a good week for us. Uh, the kids bounced back after Monday, had a good game Wednesday against Preston, and played a great game Friday against a really good Martinsburg team. Coach, you uh, mentioned your ecstaticness, if uh, that's a word. I'm not fully sure or not, but uh, we saw your emotion on the side of the court there after the win jumping up and down and celebrating how much does uh that win against martinsburg mean not only to you but to the uh program as a whole well you know you know being here for a long time being here for 20 years at musselman um you know i don't i don't know if people you know in the area really understand how good martinsburg is and how hard it is to beat them um i could be i could be wrong on this statistic but i'm i'm fairly sure I'm right. Since 2015, we're the only team that's beaten Martinsburg in this area, in our conference. And that is an unbelievable feat. Um, I've been here, to, to put it in perspective, I've been here 20 years. We have a, And I think we have a pretty good basketball program. We've beaten Martinsburg five times in my 20 years. So it just goes to show you how, how, how rarely they lose and how big of a win it is when, you, when, you, when you're able to beat Martinsburg. They're, they're really that good of a program. So 
when you win those games, it, it is it's 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 elation because you know it just doesn't happen very often. Going back a little bit more to that game against Martinsburg, you guys had a ton of clutch blocks in that game, whether it was uh, Klempner or it was um, it was Connor Long. They were both getting up there blocking a lot of shots. Well, I, I think that um, you know our guys they they're not quitting on plays. You know, they're, you know uh, um, we are a pretty we have a team of effort, and um, you know Calvin made a, an unbelievable block on a fast break that looked like an automatic two for Martinsburg, and Connor got his hands on a lot of shots too. And uh, not only that, you know we we were in passing lanes, we got several steals. Um, so you know our our kids' ability to um, to continue to play and, and not quit on plays that that was a big difference in that game. Coach, talk a little bit about uh, Jason Gordon and what he gave you guys off the bench in the last few games. It seems like he's been pr- playing really well for you. Yeah, Jason's really an effort guy. Uh, I've known Jason really his whole life. I used to coach him in Pee Wee basketball. Him and his him and his twin brother Jacob and my daughter Morgan were on a little Pee Wee basketball team together, and I coached it. Um, you know, Jason is an effort guy. He he plays with a uh, tremendous uh, motor. He doesn't seem to get tired. I think that's a little bit of his soccer background, and he's always hunting the ball. Um, so he, he's active with his hands, and when he gets it, he goes to the rim, and he goes, goes to the rim hard. Coach, midway point at the season right now, is the team where you want them to be, and what are some improvements that uh, you still need uh, for them to make to improve and make sure you get to the state tournament? Well, I would have said on Monday that we weren't where we wanted to be. Um, and, then, you know, we really discussed uh, the other guys contributing um, to the game. We needed contributions from other people. Um, and, and I think the last two games, I think we've gotten those contributions from other guys. It, it hasn't been uh, one player or two players. It's, it's been a, a team effort. We've moved the ball better. We've shared the ball better. And, uh, and I think it has shown in those two games and those two wins. Uh, you know, and I think that's more where we need to be. It needs to be a total team effort and uh, on the offensive end and the defensive end. So I think we're a little closer to where we need to be, but obviously, we need, you know, we need to keep working. We need to keep getting better every game. And looking ahead this week on your schedule, you guys have your uh, play Washington tomorrow and then on Friday against Hedgesville. Uh, so, you know, you got a big, a good team in Hedgesville. And, uh, you know, if you looked at their scores lately, they've lost two straight, but you know they're going to come out, especially against you guys, and want to win that game. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, um, you know, we, we're looking at tomorrow night. Uh, hopefully, we can get that in against Washington. Washington's an opponent that always gives us trouble at Washington. So uh, we're certainly not, not looking past Washington. Uh, Hedgesville is always a tough team for us to play. Uh, you know, when you get into these conference games, none of them are easy. Uh, and, you know, our style of play um, doesn't really – you, know, you look at our style of play, we, we don't score a lot of points. Um, so, you know, the, the, the thought of beating somebody badly uh, is kind of tough for us. Uh, so we know every game is going to be close, and we know we have to execute every night. Speaking just continuously uh, on the EPAC, what are some more of the comments about the uh, teams that you've seen and how tough this conference truly is this season? Just on Friday, seeing Jefferson get a big win against uh, Washington to remain undefeated. But as you said, you guys still 
aren't going to sleep on Washington because they have a lot of talent. And then with uh, Spring Mills and Hedgesville, Spring Mills getting the win against them. So just what are your comments on how good this EPAC is this year? Well, I think the, I think the EPAC is really good every year. Uh, this year is no different. And I, like I try to tell our kids all the time, and sometimes we don't fully grasp it, you know, I think I think – like Martinsburg, we get everybody's best shot, and we're going to get your best shot. We've beaten a few teams like Washington, Spring Mills. We've beaten them for several years in a row. Um, so we're going to get their best shot. We have to understand that. And those guys are they have athletic guys. Every, everybody in the conference has athletic guys. Everybody's got some size and got some guys who can shoot the basketball. So we have to prepare ourselves every night for that challenge that night and, and be very, very careful about knocking, not looking forward. Uh, to the to the next opponent, we 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 are worried about more about ourselves as opposed to that next opponent. But I think that the the conference is really really strong again, and it shows by the um, you know Spring Mills knocking off Hedgesville. Spring Mills gave us a good, really good game, really tough game at home. Um, and so I think on any given night, anybody can 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 knock somebody off in this league. All right, Coach Basile, thanks for joining us, and best of luck this week, and we'll talk soon. Hey, thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me on. I was head coach of the Muscleman Boys basketball team, head coach Derek Basile. Muscleman looking good right now. Uh, They'll play tomorrow, hopefully, at Washington. And then Friday they are facing Hedgesville. I believe that is a home contest as uh, they get ready to go on the road a lot coming up here soon. It kind of sucks when you really think about it that only two teams from the EPAC will get to go to that state tournament. Because – Almost all of them deserve to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely. As of of right now. It's definitely a great conference competition-wise, and a lot of people sleep on the EPAC. That is for dang sure. No no other comments? No. Oh, I thought you were going to agree with me. I I mean, I agree with you. That's why I didn't really need the comment. So their last home game is February 8th. As of right now, assuming there's no more postponements, uh, they have three more, like technically tonight. Well, I don't know. Whenever they reschedule this game, will be their most likely their final home game if they're able to reschedule the game that was scheduled for tonight against Broadford and Christian Academy. Uh, they'll play Hedgesville at home, University at home the first, Washington at home February eighth, and then they'll end the season with six straight away games before sectional play starts in the beginning of March. So it's definitely a weird schedule for them I know yeah and again they had to switch their Martinsburg game so that game should have been later in the season but they had to switch it due to scheduling issues so yeah it's still weird though because they had so many games early on at home and then they'll end the year with a lot of road games uh but most of those road games I believe are all in the EPAC if not all of them Mm, are in the EPAC I don't know but I don't think either way I think they're about equal let me pull that back up again. Uh, so their road games left. They have so Washington tomorrow, uh, Jefferson 28th of January, Hedgesville the 11th of January, Martinsburg the 16th, Spring Mills the 18th, and then they'll, um, they're set to play Hampshire on the 25th at Hampshire, at Broadford and Christian Academy, at Lincoln, and at Morgantown to end the season. And Morgantown, which we'll see on Saturday, uh, they're having a whale of a season so far. Yeah, I mean, the Mohegans are always a, a pretty tough team. So looking forward to that one this week. Uh, 
should be a good week again broadcast wise in terms of games should be a lot of competition so uh, yeah let me give the schedule out for this week uh so we're sitting currently at the 17th today tomorrow projected unless uh cabal or excuse me i don't know why i'm saying cabal i'm so used to being in huntington um unless berkeley county schools are canceled or up in uh broadford and christian academy they cancel that game uh, tomorrow we'll be at Broadford and Christian Academy, 7.30 tip for Martinsburg Boys, 7 p.m. Johnny's Express tip-off show. On Thursday, Spring Mills at Martinsburg Girls, 7.30, 7 p.m. pregame show. And then on Friday, Martinsburg at Spring Mills, 7.30 tip, 7 p.m. pregame show. And then Saturday, Martinsburg at Morgantown. That's a 3 p.m. tip, 2.30 Johnny's Express tip-off show. And then next Monday, uh, we'll be back at the Butcher Center for some uh, – we'll hopefully be back at the Butcher Center for some Shepherd basketball action, both a, another doubleheader. Uh, hopefully that does not get postponed because they were postponed again this weekend. So a lot of COVID issues here in the college level, uh, but should be a good week broadcasting-wise for us. Looking forward to it, and especially looking forward to that uh, Morgantown matchup, because if my memory serves me correctly, last year, Morgantown made the trip down and played uh, Musselman, Martinsburg, and I think it was Spring Mills as well. I may be wrong about that, but uh, they got a sweep within the weekend over the Eastern Panhandle teams, and it was uh, dominating games each time. Yep, right here. Uh, Washington, that was their first games of the season. Yes. Washington. I okay. know they were home against Washington, it looks like. Friday 3-5. Uh, they beat Washington 96-67. to Beat Martinsburg at Martinsburg 65-45. to Beat Musselman at Musselman 91-51. to So, yeah. Definitely will be some interesting matchups. Currently this year, I believe. They blew out University, too, the other day. Yeah, that's so what I was. To yeah. They're currently sitting at 6-3 and three on the year uh, with a 73-45 victory over uh university as nick just mentioned and uh i'm not sure if this is correct but apparently their next game isn't until they're playing martinsburg on saturday again that could be wrong i don't know that is a max prep schedule so again that could be wrong uh but that does it for this segment of the sports mix Brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living. It's family owned and operated and located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. We come back. Uh, we'll get into Wizards and Capitals action from this last weekend. And then after the final segment, we'll get into some NFL wildcard action as we get you set for another matchup. The final matches of a Super Bowl wildcard weekend tonight. Uh, that's will be next on the Sports Mix. In a long time. Till I bumped into some of your friends over there talking to mine. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. It's time to roll out the carpet and bring on the Mountaineers. It's time to fire up one of the most electric atmospheres in the country. One on two, takes it to a bucket, layup shot, good, and a foul! Gets the bridges with the shot clock expiring, he hit it for three! It's time 
for West Virginia basketball. Takes the ball toward the basket, pulls up for a jumper in the wind, it is no goal! West Virginia wins it! Be part of the action at the WVU Coliseum. Tickets are on sale now at WVUGame.com. WVU Medicine continues to expand to meet the needs of our growing community. We're excited to offer high-quality health care in the Shepherdstown area at our new medical office facility located on Route 45 West at 60 McLean Way. Services available at the new WVU Medicine Shepherdstown location include primary care, behavioral health and psychiatry, and specialty care. Plus, two departments of Berkeley Medical Center are on-site, lab services, and x-ray services available weekdays 7 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Make an appointment today at WVU Medicine. Burke Schultz, Harmon, and Jenkinson, where accident, injury, and disability lawyers with over 120 years combined local trial experience. When injury or illness has stopped you from working, you may be eligible for Social Security disability. Ron Harmon has been winning disability claims for over a quarter of a century. Don't hire some out-of-state firm. Ron Harmon's in Martinsburg. He will meet with you right here in our office. Get a local lawyer you can trust. Call 304-LAWYERS for a free consultation. 304-LAWYERS or 304-263-0900. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this Monday edition of the Sports Mix here as it's snowy and icy in the eastern panhandle. Uh, cautiously got into work today and uh, put on another show today. Uh, lots to talk about here. So we start to recap the weekend in sports or continue to recap the weekend in sports. Now we'll head regionally for uh, teams that we cover on this station. Let me pull everything up here because it was a little slow coming up before. So I had to exit back out of it. Um, We'll start on Friday night, or excuse me, Saturday, where the Caps got a two to nothing victory over the Islanders as they went, I believe, to the Islanders' new arena for the first time. Yeah, and it is uh, the first win for the Capitals in the month of January, I believe. They've been struggling a lot. Didn't this, last uh, long. Month. Ovechkin, though, back in uh, scoring-wise, he had an empty netter against the Islanders. And then I'll wait and let you talk about the one now from uh, last night's game. So game 39 was yesterday. Another, excuse me, 2 p.m. contest, I believe, in the uh, that, was at, that was in D.C. at Capital One Arena. Um, Alex Ovechkin would get the game's first goal on the power play from the office. Uh, 10.39 mark. Let's hear that goal from the Capitals radio network. Far side to Kuznetsov. Schultz just blazing right in there and didn't even hesitate. Got it here for Ovechkin. He scores from the office on the power play. Alex Ovechkin makes it one. Nothing. Washington. And uh, sadly, the misery wouldn't lie. They went up 2-0 and that wouldn't last long. Uh, Or excuse me. The Caps would get one more in the third with uh, Tom Wilson scoring on the power play to make it 3-2, to two, but they would uh, fall 4-2. to two, So another loss for the Capitals. And they're back in action on Tuesday at 7 p.m. in D.C. as they take on the Jets. Uh, the Caps not looking good here as we get into the deep part of the schedule. Yeah, and 
don't really know what's going on with them. If it's just the offense's lack of scoring or if the defense is a lack of not allowing goals, but obviously it's they need most a goal. They need a goaltender. That's the problem. That's it. What do you get? I mean, you trade for somebody? Do you find somebody? I don't know. I mean, the, the, we're not on red alert mode yet. I mean, they're still they're sitting at twenty one nine and nine, but. Uh, a lot of those losses and overtime losses have come very recently. Yes. It, it could be, too, like a midseason wall. You know, yeah. you're almost at midseason. Uh, you have a veteran team. So that happens sometimes, I think, in every sport. Um, you know, the Olympic break is coming up. They're not going they're, to the they're Olympics. Not. Yeah, no. that's, so that's they, what I was about to add. <laughs> so they're not going to be my They're going to get a break for the All-Star. But it's right. not as long as what they would have got to refresh. I don't know. Possibly. I, I don't know. Could you have even well, considered the res- Olympic break as a refresh? So is hockey not going to be in the Olympics, or are they just not No, they're just the using people not playing. They're using players not in the NHL. Gotcha. What about AHL? I am not too certain about that. But since the beginning of January, the Caps have been outscored um, 11, 16, excuse me, 19, uh, 24. Three, two, two, five, seven, 23 to 11. And that was without a calculator, everybody. Yes. <laughs> that was me was working on the math out in my head. I was getting head. worried. Uh, They've played, they played now six we, we games. We could fact check him, but we won't. Yeah, that would take yeah. too long. They've yeah. played six games in the months of January, and they are one and it's hard stuff. Or they are two and four. So They're things two and not four in the month of January. I thought yeah. there were only one. Or no, they are. They're excuse me. I one thought the and Islanders five. was the only one. The, but they've lost in overtime slash the shootout twice. That's what it is. So Still. they're they are one. I can't do math here. Two, three. They haven't been on. very good. That's they're one, three, and true. two. They're one, three, and two. Thank you. In January, according to the way the hockey people would, the way the NHL does their That's, records. Yeah. It's a tough month. Well, the, the thing is, they've been playing so sporadically. So they had they had a game. Let's go back to December. If we go back to December, uh, starting December, they had December 2nd, 4th, 6th. Okay, that's kind of like a normal hockey season. And they go four days without a game to the 10th. And then they play a back-to-back, the 10th and the 11th. And then they play again the 15th, the 17th, the 19th, which is a normal hockey week. What yeah, you would every what other. you would get to, and then they had the elongated Christmas holiday break that the NHL decided to do with the COVID numbers rising, so they didn't get back on the ice for a game until the 29th. They played the 31st, then the second. That's a normal hockey week. Then they went five days until they played the Blues Saturday. So then they played a back to back after that. Then they had a day off, played on Monday, and then they went Monday to Saturday until playing a game, and then a back to back. Yeah, makes so no it, sense. So it's not really making sense. And then they're having, what, two days off, I guess, and they're playing tomorrow, Thursday, Saturday, so Monday, which is normal. which is more yeah. of a normal schedule. So let's see if that maybe helps them. That might help them. Maybe. But we'll see tomorrow night, Caps and Jets. We won't have that game Thursday. They're playing the Bruins at the Bruins Saturday. They're hosting the Senators. Won't have that game. I believe our next Caps game is Monday the 24th. I could be wrong, though. 
You're uh, the one that makes the schedule. I do make the schedule, but that was just a complete uh, guess off the top of my head. And let's talk Wizards. Uh, they played a back-to-back this weekend. Or no, they only played one game this weekend. Excuse me. They played Saturday night, and they lost 115-110. to They're now 22-21 and on the season. They're tied for ninth in the Eastern Conference. Uh, they had their three-game winning streak snapped in that ball game. Uh, they'll host the 76ers today, which you can hear starting pregame in about an hour and four minutes at 12, or excuse me, at 145. Uh, Nick, are you at all worried? What, about the 76ers? No, or? about the Wizards. I mean, there's not really much to worry about with the Wizards, right? They're either going to be the eighth seed or they're not. Uh, this team just... I don't know, because if you look at the standings right now, everybody... Sucks. Is at that 500 spot between Fair 7 enough. and 12. Yeah. But either way, if you get the 7th, you still have to play in to get That's into true. the playoffs. And these are games that you have to win, right? Portland is not a good team right now without Damian Lillard, and they let Anthony Simons drop 31 on you. So it's like, what is this team doing? And they just play so inconsistent that it's like, I don't know. You, if you get a little bit excited because they start rolling some wins together – then they come out and they you know lose to a team like Portland that's okay overall but uh this year they're they're down and, and obviously they don't have Lillard they don't have McCollum so that should be a game you win even without Bradley Beal and you don't so yeah you know today against Philly they're at home that's one positive um but they don't have Beal again so I don't really give them much of a chance they got brooklyn next so that's the raptors be a loss. the celtics yeah the and Clippers. you're heading into a tough stretch here the season so yeah, you gotta right figure out a way to win those games yeah their schedule is not too kind of them coming up 76ers nets raptors celtics clippers grizzlies bucks 76ers suns heat nets and that's like their next eight games or whatever going into february so uh I got a tough stretch coming up. If they can make it out, I'd say 500, they could be in good shape. Yeah, but either way, like it, it really doesn't matter. But you really um, you want to get year. to that sixth seed so that you don't have to play in the right. play-ins. But right now, 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th, and 11th, they're all separated by a game and a half. So the East is doing pretty well. And then you look at the West as well, and it's kind of similar. You wish uh, record-wise that you have teams like Washington and in the uh, West because they'd be, I think, at that six, maybe seventh spot because I think seventh and below are all under 500 in the West, including the Lakers. So at least you can say you're doing better than LeBron James and the Lakers this year. Yeah, and that is a trade that you made uh, that, again, seems to have worked out for Washington. Um, but again, if you were in the West, you'd be playing at least more talented Teams, maybe not record wise, better teams, but more talented teams for the most part. So I don't know if Washington would have a better record if they were in the Western Conference. Yeah, who knows? Uh, but the Western Conference tends to be the more uh, exciting conference, I feel like. It has more of the stars. Yes. I mean, you look at the East right now, you have Giannis, you have Brooklyn team, and then really, those are the only like superstar players. You have other good all star caliber players in the East, but. You know, besides Giannis and the big three in Brooklyn, there's not like superstars in the East. 
right. Joel Embiid to an extent, but I feel like eh. he doesn't show up in the playoffs as well as you'd like him to. Well, there should be another star in the East, but there's Tatum. Just... I mean, Boston's well, got yeah. some. And there should be one hit or miss. Yeah. I, I wish it was. Better. Who's the guy? Uh, who's the guy? The rookie a couple years ago was Bradley Beal. No, the rookie. Who's that's not what I'm talking about. But Bradley Beal to an extent. You're right. Uh, who's the rookie for? Was it Carolina? Maybe Charlotte. I mean, there's Lamelo. Who's the guy that was supposed to be really good and now he's Zion? Yeah. Well, he's in New Orleans. They're in the West. Oh yeah. I don't know why I thought it he was is kind of confusing because New Orleans is yeah that kind of Eastern. East, I feel like yeah. Well, then you look at their division and they're really not playing that far away. They're playing like Dallas teams and that's true. Yeah, I don't know. It is Memphis. All right. That does it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you if you don't like it. They'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. When we come back, we'll talk the NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. We're almost done one final game tonight, but a lot of games this weekend. We'll have a lot to talk about. That's coming up next as we wrap things up on the Sports Mix. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu. Call us at 304 3500646 and learn more today. See that Honda badge? It reveals more than the Ridgeline's make. It's a testament to endurance and Honda ingenuity. So when the terrain ahead is full of challenges, brace yourself. The Honda Ridgeline is about to amaze you. Rise to the challenge with the rugged performance of the Honda Ridgeline. CMA's Honda of Winchester, 3985 Valley Pike. CMA, moving lives forward. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR, 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10.
Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix here on your Monday, January 17th. Snowy day here in the eastern panhandle of West Virginia. Segment sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Philly McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. Or you can stop by their offices located at 1270 Winchester Avenue right here in Martinsburg. Spencer Dupuyne, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us here as we get ready uh, to wrap up this edition of the Sports Mix. But we got a lot to talk about here in this final segment. Super Wild Card Weekend started on Saturday, concludes tonight. Uh, we'll start on Saturday with the first matchup, the uh, Bengals against the Raiders. That game uh, had the Bengals up 20-13 at halftime. And uh, they ended up winning just by a margin of 26-19. to And a controversial call, touchdown call in that game, uh, because there's an inadvertent whistle. Yeah, that should have been called back. Now, does Cincinnati still probably win the game? I think there's a good chance. But, uh, you know, if you're blowing the whistle in the middle of a play, players are going to stop and then... Obviously, we saw the result. Like everybody looked confused. Tyler Boyd even looked confused. Who caught the touchdown? So, yeah, that that was that was bad. And obviously, those officials are not going to officiate again uh, this postseason. So they might not be the only ones. <laughs> yeah, there was some bad officiating. There were some bad games. Uh, it wasn't really that great of a football weekend. Um, there well, were really only two close games. It's true. Here, hear this call right here. You can hear the whistle. Tries to keep it alive. Scrambles. Throws it back to the end zone. Throws the out of bounds first. Throws it a touchdown. Think he was out of bounds. They're discussing it. Caught in the back by Boyd. So the ball was in the air as the whistle blew. Yeah, but as you can see, all the players are not around the play. They're just kind of standing there for Las Vegas. Yeah, um, I don't know. It was weird. I I don't know what. I wish there would be an explanation on it. Well, it looks like they probably blew the whistle thinking that Burrow was out and then realized he wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. Right? That's a whole debacle yeah. in itself. Um, but obviously, kind of, it mattered in the overall portion of the game because it would have been a tie game in 1919. Yeah, well... If Cincinnati might still go on to score, yeah, yeah, they could they mean, get a field goal at least. Yeah. yeah. So it, you can't say that for certain. Every play that is controversial, it changes the complete outcome of a game, the complete way a game's going to play out if you take away a play or you change a play. So, you know, you can't just say because they scored on that play that they wouldn't score at all. Um, but overall, you know. Like I said, I think the Bengals still probably find a way to win that game, but uh, it certainly puts a little bit of an asterisk on it. I mean, good for them though; they finally won a playoff game. First time somebody could text about. Yeah, I was about to say, what was it? Thirty-one years. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, That the thing that the sideline reporter in that game was that uh, Tappen from uh nbc she uh she listed a bunch of stuff that you that the last time they won the playoffs wasn't available to do i think an, a website website wasn't created until like 2000 or something yeah. uh text messaging text messaging the something first text message do. was sent like yeah. a year after that happened 
Um, but yeah, that's crazy. Uh, the next AFC wildcard game had the Bills hosting the Patriots. And uh, boy, was I wrong. Same. The Bills. I'm happy I, I rethought myself and said, you know what? I'm sticking with the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen, 21 of 25, 308 yards and five touchdowns. Devin Singletary, 16 carries, 81 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, 47 to 17, the final shutout in the first quarter of the, were the Patriots. And at halftime was 27-3. And it ended 47 to 17. So, yeah, there's all this talk about Josh Allen not being able to play in the cold. And the more I thought about it, I was like, that really doesn't make sense because this guy went to college at Wyoming and was a first-round pick. Like, Wyoming, it's freezing there all the time. So you're telling me, like, he couldn't play in the cold? Like, I, I didn't understand that whole argument. I know he hasn't had great success maybe in the NFL in the cold, but he certainly proved he can play in the cold. I mean, five touchdown passes against a pretty good Patriots defense. And, you know, now Buffalo builds some momentum, um, obviously – They'll have the Chiefs, but they already beat the Chiefs this season. So my pick of them going to the Super Bowl is looking a little bit better now. But I, I don't I know it's a completely different Chiefs team than what it was at one point, but it should be a competitive game and that's I think really the AFC championship because I, I still don't believe in Ryan Tannehill enough that he could get his team to the Super Bowl, but Yeah, no Derrick Henry is back, so how much will we see him the chance? How much will we see him? Okay, let's move to Sunday. Uh Bucks hosting the Eagles. All of us, I believe, predicted that correct. Tampa Bay with yeah. the 15, 31 to fifteen win. The Eagles, though, out the shutout for three quarters, scoring all fifteen points in the fourth quarter. But uh, Jalen Hurts is uh, is he the quarterback of the future there in Philadelphia? Twenty three for forty three, two hundred fifty eight yards, one touchdown, two picks, sacked twice. Uh, QBR of 20.1. I still think he is. I just don't think they had the weapons for him. They took away the run, made him forced to pass, and that receiving core for the Eagles the past couple seasons has been absolute garbage. I think even Eagles fans would agree with that. They have no weapons when it comes to wide receivers. And when you really look at it as well, yes, they had the best ground game in the NFL, but it was for the second half of the year, and their schedule wasn't really against any good opponents during that second half of the season. So the NFC East didn't have a great showing from starting with the Eagles, and it was what you expected. Tom Brady in the playoffs in Tampa, beautiful weather. He's going to thrive. Yeah. I think, too, you're talking about you know, this matchup for Jalen Hurts. I mean, you're going up against one of the better defenses in the NFL. Uh, it's your first playoff game. So, yes, I would still say, you know, he, he has a chance to be the future in Philadelphia. Um, I don't think a lot of people had them in the playoffs. So, for him to get them to the playoffs, have a winning record, I think that says a lot about what Jalen Hurts has done this year and has helped done for the Eagles as a, as a franchise. They need to get him more help. But – uh you know, he's got them heading in the right direction, I think. Yeah, I would say that for sure. Uh, let's move to the next game. 49ers at the Cowboys. Uh, 49ers get the 23-17 to win, but not for controversy. Here is the final play of the ball game there at in Dallas. Have some magic left up his sleeve. They work from the San Francisco 40. Prescott takes the shotgun snap. He's going to run around left guard. Prescott slides inside the 25, but there's eight seconds left in counting. 
They scurry up to the line of scrimmage, down to two, down to one. It's down to zeros. What will they say here? San Francisco onto the field with the coaching staff and the sideline players. They think it's over. And everyone looking in the direction of referee Alex Kemp. Well, the umpire had a hard time getting that spotted because there's bodies going everywhere, and he got knocked around a little bit. That's the end of the game. And that's why they couldn't get the they could not get the snap off because they struggled to get it set. This game, uh, you know, it's kind of you got you kind of got to fault two people here. The, why is the ref thirty yards behind the play? But also, as Dak Prescott, you should know this. You have I, I you watch players receivers specifically late in ball games. They're running the ball to the referee. They're picking. They're they're not leaving it on the ground. They're trying to find. They're looking around for the referee. Oh, there he is. All right, toss it to him. And then he runs up, sets it because the ref's got to touch the ball. It's just like in basketball. You can't. Uh, you know, whenever there's a foul or whatever, the the ref's got to touch the ball. Yeah. I, that. You can't just have a random center spot it because, of course, he's going to try to gain a couple yards with their spot and make the play better. We've seen it from other guys that will spot the ball. You got to let the referee do his job. And the reason he was that far behind the play was because it was a huge gain. I mean, yeah. the way the referee set up is behind the line of scrimmage pay attention to things like that. And then he has to catch up and he's not going to be able to run as fast as an NFL player does. It, it doesn't matter. You shouldn't run a QB draw with no timeouts left. So I don't want to hear the Cowboy fans complaining. Yeah. Yeah, you got to throw the ball there. You got to trust Prescott to make the right decision. And then maybe you can get out of bounds. And, and you have time there. But why are you running the football at all? It doesn't make much sense to me. I don't know either. Final game of the night last night, the Chiefs get the 42-21 to 21 victory over the Steelers, Steelers, you heard that game from the Steelers radio network last night. Uh, that is the most likely the final game for Ben Roethlisberger in his storied career. Uh, Pat Mahomes, 30 for 39, 404 yards, five touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, five catches, 108 yards, one touchdown. Uh, that was a first quarter that was scoreless. And then somehow the Chiefs scored 42 points in the next three quarters and ran out of fireworks, so there was no postgame fireworks. Yeah, I think my parents enjoyed that game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot they were there. Uh, Have they made it back to the Eastern Panhandle safely? Not yet. Okay. All right. Well, that does it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, Wizards today in about 45 minutes. Pre-game show, 2 p.m. tip-off versus 76ers. Then tonight at 7.30 for NFL Today. And then at 8.15 p.m., the final game of Super Wild Card Weekend, Cardinals at Rams. Uh, We all picked the Rams, I believe. No, I picked the Cardinals. Oh, yeah. You picked the Cardinals. So, Colin and I both have the Rams. Uh, But that does it for... Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, I'm Spencer Puy saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow.